I know you got guns. Hmm. That was quite a stash you brought back the other day. Now, my people, they're not uh, combat tested like yours are, but I've got more of them. So this fight, it will go down to the last man. So let's end it. Today. Let's not do this. We can walk away. You have something that I want. One thing that makes this all all right. Well, I'm not giving up the prison. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't want your prison. That doesn't sound safe at all. I mean, you lost your wife, another man. We're not moving on. What good would that do me? Best you stay where I can keep my one good eye on you.
Oh, it's 2022, and I didn't think we'd ever get here, did you? <laughs> no. 2022, baby. I didn't think we'd make it out of 2020, let alone two years later. Right? I can't believe it. It's 2022, and we're talking about The Walking Dead, and we're so happy you guys are here listening to this episode. Uh, last week's episode was great. We had mm-hmm. Boyd Fulmer, best bud in life on. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you took a listen to it and got to hear his, uh, his amazing country accent. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting uh, stuff going on. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to fade our theme out here. There we go. All right. So before we get into our usual shenanigans, Let's tell the people what's what's going on because, uh, like the big news in 2022 for us at least is we officially launched our YouTube channel, yeah. Fans of Something. Fans of Something. So if you it's are, us. we're the fans. Yes, if you are a if you are a fan of Funko. And other stuff. There's going to be other stuff on the channel. I know, like, Friday we're going to Universal. We're going to vlog that. Yeah. But somehow Funko will always kind of maybe work its way in. I know there's some Funko. Yeah, they sell them there. Yeah, there's some Funkos there. We'll we'll probably film those. Um, But if you're into that stuff, then uh, definitely check it out because uh, it's a passion thing for us. And hopefully, uh, at the very least, if you've ever wanted to see what we look like and you haven't checked out our social media, there you go. You can see what we look like. And it just... Support us on another platform. Yeah. Give us some views and stuff like that and do all the other stuff you're supposed to do with a YouTube channel. and um, See our other ventures. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's it's uh, We got a uh, camera thanks to Christmas, thanks to Haley over here. We got a beautiful Sony camera, so we're going to start using that probably for the Universal vlog. Oh, yes. Um, right now we're using our phone, but... Yeah, we're just excited about it. It's fans of something, youtube.com slash fans of something. And uh, give us a watch if you'd like. Um, the other cool thing is I finally opened my Talking Dead Chris Hardwick pop. Yeah. And got to see that bad boy. Posted a photo on my Instagram at eddiegreens101. Check that out if you'd like to see it. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's Chris, Chris Hardwick in like four-inch form. It is really nice. It is a really nice figure. Yeah. And other than that, next week we're going to be going to Georgia. Yeah. So that's uh, That's big. That's another big thing. We're going to be going to the place of The Walking Dead, um, but not for anything Walking Dead related. We're going for um, apartment stuff. Right. So. And to see where our new potential office will be. Yeah, for fans of something and for doing the podcast and for you doing your art stuff and all that cool stuff. So I was gonna say, isn't it crazy that next month is already the year anniversary of Dodoy? Yeah. Yep. Uh, February twenty eighth. Yep. Was the, was the first episode. So although we we recorded previously, right? We had like recorded some sometime earlier in February, but nevertheless, we're here now, and we are talking about season three, episode what is this? Thirteen. Thirteen already. I think this is thirteen. Uh, yes. Yeah. Arrow on the doorpost. I got to tell you, um, we'll jump right into overall thoughts. This is one of my favorites of season three. Oh, I could definitely see that. Just because, uh, what it, you know, is what's, what's involved. Um, yeah, I definitely love like 
when it's dialogue heavy. I so love when it's like edge of your seat, sort of. Like you would, you feel like a fly on the wall in that room. Real, like yeah, yeah. It's the kind of conversation like you, like really want to tune into. Not where it's like, oh, where am I gonna do my laundry today? Yeah. Huh. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's um. It's well, a nail is, biter. Well, this is funny. It's directed by David Boyd. Oh, oh my God. Wait, what, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. And it's written by Ryan C. Coleman, and it aired March 10th, 2013. Um, yeah, it is, it's uh, it is like you said, it's like you're a fly on the wall. It's like two titans meeting yeah. for the first time. And it is the first time they've met because, you know, um, there's right. there's been the attack on Woodbury there's been the the attack on the prison, but but Rick and the governor never looked each other in the uh, in the eye. <laughs> singular. In the singular eye. So this is uh this is the first time these two leaders of different groups are face to face, and uh, it's a it's it's good. It's really <laughs> good. It's yeah. It's so dialogue heavy. Not a lot happens, but. It's like the kind of stuff that like you want to be listening to though. Yeah. It's like I don't know, like it's kind of hard to explain where it's you don't want to hear like, you know, casual sort of conversation. You want to hear uh it's sort of like being like in a courtroom where it's like in your the audience just watching as it all as they duke it out. <laughs> well, this is uh this is funny because let's see here. Zach Hanlon from the AV Club said that it's better than the two episodes before Clear, and it brings Rick and the governor together for their first and probably last face-to-face conversation. So in a sense, this is a different kind of stalling, but it's a much more interesting way to hold off a big battle than to just have people wander around aimlessly with occasional yelling. Right. <laughs> right. That's what he wrote. Sure. Um and uh, Eric Goldman at IGN uh, said he enjoyed the interactions between Rick and the governor, and he praised David Morrissey's monologue, which um, there's a lot of, you know, David Morrissey in here. And yeah, David, he's just, you know, it's so interesting because just looking at the two of them, um, I get the sense, which is weird, because if we're going to jump ahead to season four, when this battle kind of comes back, to the prison and uh, the governor attacks the prison again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get into a, like the, their first and only fist fight mm-hmm. ever. There's only one time Rick and the governor actually fist fight and it's in season four. The governor kicks the shit out of Rick. I don't know if you remember, but looking at them, I would so bet my money on Rick. Um, I would so bet my money on Rick. I no, the like, fact that Rick is a cop, the fact that Rick uh, just looks more badass. He may look it, but I mean, the governor has like, he's taller. He's a little more broader, like underneath like his clothes. He's definitely more muscle toned. I don't know. Like I was just looking at them like as they were walking out of the barn that they were talking in. And I was like, damn, Rick's kind of like puny compared to the governor. I don't see it. Like, if anything, they look equal, but Rick just looks more like he has like more of a, he has more of like a like a wild cat look. Like he's just ready to pounce. Like the se- like remember the second the governor moves, he just raises his gun. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It it it, it always blew my mind in the in season four when the 
the governor kicked Rick's ass. But that's in season four, and Rick is in a whole different mindset there, so maybe that's what happened. He you know, was just in a different mindset. But anyways, I love uh, Air on the Doorpost. What does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't have that pulled up. When do I ever have that pulled up? Never. Never. And some some things you just don't ever want to... Some things you just don't ever want to fix. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to say it has a 85? I'll say 95. Let's see. Because I have been lowballing it. Holy 61. Shit. It has a okay? 61 uh, out of 18 reviews. Uh, let's see here. Why? Our boy Tom Fitzgerald gave it a bad review. He wrote an entire episode of chest thumping and dick measuring with absolutely no payoff. <laughs> uh, and our boy Kevin Fitzpatrick, uh, arrow on the doorpost suffers from a few problems unique to the episode. Oh my god! Yeah, so Tom thought that it was a dick measuring episode with absolutely no payoff. Uh, definitely dick measuring. <laughs> 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 Andrew Conrad also gave it a bad review. It was kind of a hollow climax to the episode. Uh, I, I mean the like la uh, the latter portion of the episode was definitely very it it kind of fell over, fell face front, face forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's coming off of the heels of clear which is you know like a masterpiece of an episode i get it i get it so it had a lot to live up to and i wonder if when they were editing and writing and doing all that stuff if, if they felt that if they were like god clear was so good yeah. now we got to follow it up and what do we got oh rick and the governor are talking i don't know <laughs> i thought like for some i don't know who like was the primary like art director of this episode but or if that was a uh, Mr. Boyd, but I just thought like everything was like, oh, I don't want to say like beautiful, but just the way it was formulated it was very pleasing, like aesthetically pleasing. Like all the shots yeah. were very nice. Like the way that everybody like was choreographed, to, like move and you know, sort of. It, it was just like a very artistic looking episode, but then you had. The latter half, like after, you know, they parted ways and the cars sort of did that yin-yang thing where they looked like and then separated, it just fell flat. I I don't know what happened. It was like so solid, but I would knock it down a few points just because of the ending. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's definitely, um, coming off of the heels of something really great like i said and it had a lot to live up to and it definitely split people 61 though i don't know that's that's a little low that's really low for me but hey you know to each their own so we're gonna get into it we have our overall thoughts there we both really enjoyed it still season three has yet to give me a shit episode um that's why i love season three and favorite scene favorite moment Miss Costell, I think you were last last time because it was going in a yeah, I was particular order. So guess what? You get to be first this time. Wow, an honor and a privilege. What is your favorite scene or moment? And we will play it here because uh, we didn't play any audio last time. My favorite is definitely the. It's a little moment and definitely more wholesome. It's when um, 
Herschel and Milton mm, yeah. were sitting together. Man. And he cracks that joke. It's just, I watched, when we were watching that, I was like, man, Scott Wilson. <laughs> man, Scott Wilson. Like, he's just such, like, the soul on that man. Yeah. Makes it a, more of a shame that he's gone. See where the amputation was, how that high about the bite. Just a little bit. I'm not sure. Right here. We learned by trial and error. Me too. May I see it? Your stump, I'd like to um, <clears throat> see where the amputation was, how high about the bite. I'm not showing you my leg. It's important data. I just met you. At least buy me a drink first. <laughs> yeah, it's um well to to kind of piggyback off of that, something that is of is of interest to me is how the episode showcases, you know, we're very much seeing two different sides. We're seeing, you know, east and west, north right. and south. Right. And uh the, the leaders of these East and West uh, cannot get along whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And yet just outside the doors, once the, you know, once they put their dicks away and <laughs> once they, you know, pull the zipper up and everything, Daryl and Martinez are sharing a smoke and Daryl or uh, um, Herschel and uh, Milton are cracking jokes about buying beers and shit. And he's showing uh, Herschel like his interviews, if like he's reading the papers. Yeah. So I mean, it's I like that the show shows that it is possible to live amicably. Yeah. However, the people that lead these people are the ones who can't live together amicably. Yeah, it's almost like. Uh, the if you were ever like on the playground as a kid and something happened and it was like my mom's talking to your mom, but it's just like, you know, it's just like kids like bonding while their parents are like duking it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so sad. It's so like, God, why can't you exit this? Get like, get out of the barn. I just want to stop the episode. I want to go into the barn and be like, Hey guys, look out here. Do you see what's going on out here? These guys are laughing. They're, these guys are sharing a smoke. You guys can actually come to a, agreement here it is possible yeah you know it shows that it the humanity that's left like prior to the world going to shit like andrea said i knew you two at both different times before yeah. the both, both before the world went to shit mm -hmm. and it's like why do like now that since the world's gone to shit there have to be sides like i get like what was done is done but you know you can't give the governor back you know his eye or, or for that matter penny mm -hmm. so it's just i don't know. and well, you can't well, well do you see what i'm saying like yeah, no, me I remember know. the few remember i said michonne is really the she caused all this in I, a way i'd say merle <sighs> but michonne i'm having strokes left and right in this episode <laughs> michonne sent the governor into his total frenzy of I want to kill everybody that's involved with Michonne. Yeah. Yeah. Merle was the one that, you know, kind of 
started the domino effect, but Michonne was the one that was in the middle and had the opportunity to pull the piece out and just let it like keep falling toppling over. But if Michonne hadn't gone to Rick, then that it we wouldn't have seen Gwen or Maggie. Yeah. Unless they gotten themselves out somehow, some way. Yeah. So she's useful there, but she's the one that killed Penny, and she's the one that's... She could have, like, said, like, damn, this guy's fucked, but it ain't my problem, but she didn't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great moment. It's some, it's some comedic relief that doesn't feel... Forced. Forced, out of place. It's like, I like the... Inappropriate. Dy- yeah, like, I like the dynamic of... Um, of Herschel and, and Milton, you know, these two kind of low key people mm-hmm. in the groups. Yeah. It, it definitely works. Um, that's a good moment. Uh, my favorite moment is actually just a shot. It's actually not even a, uh, a piece of dialogue or anything. It's the moment Rick walks into the barn and we get a gorgeous shot of his, uh, what's this thing called? His revolver. Yeah. And he just cocks it. And he walks towards the camera. And as he's walking towards the camera, the camera goes out of focus for some reason. I don't know why they decided to do that. I don't know what the... Like I'm saying, this episode is just beautifully done. Like, look at this. Just so simple. It's just he cocks the revolver and he just starts walking slowly. And then the, the revolver just keeps coming closer and closer to the camera. It's such a good, it's such a good, I don't know, even know what it signifies. It's just, it's, yeah, like you said, it's a beautiful episode, but it's like, why did they, I would love to talk to whoever decided to, all right, so I really want a shot of only Rick's revolver and then let him come towards the camera and the camera goes out of focus. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's going on there. I don't understand the meaning. I just find it incredible. Yeah, definitely sets the tone of what we're about to witness. Yeah, because it's like we don't like like there's been a lot of times where shit's gone, you know, haywire or or there's been a lot of times he's used his gun. We've never gotten a super duper close up of his revolver just. Right. You know, and then him about to use it. And there's no sound except for the cocking of it. Yeah, it's just it's just great and. It takes me back to when I watched this in real time and both me and my buddy Mike were because he's a cinematographer in real life. He's done, you know, so many things in terms of being a DP on sets and everything. So he ate that shit up, you know, anytime, um, anytime The Walking Dead would do a very artistic looking shot, he would just uh, sing its praises. So it's always stuck with me. And uh, that's my favorite moment. I'm going yeah. with, with a moment. And I thought mine was small. No, no, no. This is super small. But it's a it's a great episode. Now, on the flip side, uh, what is a least favorite moment for you or scene? Um, my least favorite scene is well, it's kind of like uh, it, it's a mixture between two because they happen at separate times, but um. Mine was when Andrea went into the governor's car. Just because when you compare it, when you think, when you think back, like just not that long ago, 
when she was crying on the step saying, I don't know what to do. Like, this sucks. And, like, Herschel, again, my guy, he was like, well, you know, like, your family and we'll always, you know, have your back so you could, you're always welcome to come back with us. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I forget who mentions it later, but it's like, when bullets go flying, she's going to have to pick a side. And you think, like, obviously because of Herschel saying that, you're like, God, fucking hop in that car. And I understand why she didn't because of the potential of, God, what would the governor think? And, ah, oh, shit, they stole my girl. What the hell? But it's just infuriating. It's yeah. just really infuriating. Like, every decision she makes is somehow the wrong one. Yep. There's a 50-50 chance being right or wrong, and somehow she's always wrong. Yeah, that's a, uh, it's, it, it's very frustrating, but that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to go, oh, you know, why yeah, I, did you do that? It's just because, like, if it was Rick telling her, it's one thing, but, like, you have Herschel, the father figure, trying to, you know, almost treat you like one of your daughters by literally saying your family mm-hmm. and you like actively look at him in the eye and turn your back. Mm-hmm. Like, God. Ugh. Like, I am not like I am not rooting for you. I am so not rooting for you. You're trying to be the mediator. Get, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely a least favorite because it's yeah. Especially Period. after after what uh, Herschel said, it's you, you well, dumbass. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Andrea is just like I liked her like in season one and two, and it, now she's just pissing me off. Well, she's only got three more episodes, and then you yeah. say goodbye to her. Yeah, thank God. Uh, my least favorite is going to be the the ending. It's going to be the ending because yeah. uh, it's uh, it goes and this takes away from something that I'm going to reveal as my fist pump moment, but uh, we have a great thing that we could end this episode on. And then it goes into a very somber thing. And then it's just a bunch of dialogue. Yeah, They could have ended it not to cut you off, but they could have ended it when the cars drove away. That would be perfect. That would have been perfect. Well that, but uh, we'll get to my fist pump moment, which is the, what I think the, the real ending should have been, but it goes into Herschel and, and Rick just talking about, you know, the the ultimatum that that the governor gave Rick. And it's like, I already know that Rick is struggling with this. I don't need him to to go to Herschel looking for some advice. And we don't even get advice. It just it just sort of ends. Yeah. They need to be scared. They are. Good. Because that's the only way they'll accept it. She saved my life. Carl's. Glenn's Maggie. If she hadn't come here, we never would have known they were taken. She's earned her place.
Are you willing to sacrifice your daughter's lives for her? Why are you telling me? Because I'm hoping you can talk me out of it. And then it just ends. <laughs> it's like, God, you could have ended so like, oh, shit, we got to watch the next episode, guys. But they ended it with that. Yeah. And I already knew all that. It's so anticlimactic. Like, I don't need to hear, you know, them both talking it out on each of their sides, like almost like planning. Yeah. Nothing new is said. No. I know the value of Michonne to the group. Right. Okay. So, anyways. I'm watching the show. Yeah. Anyways, that's that. Who's your M to the V uh, to the P? Uh, I'm also giving that to Herschel. Herschel, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just because, like, he's just a very prominent figure in this episode like you know even just saying like just going as small as the saying like when uh daryl and martinez were kind of trying to square up he was like chill out we'll be at each other's throats soon enough yeah and you know like saying what he said to andrea and he he literally shows his you know significance by being the one that Rick can confide in at the end, even though you don't like it, but yeah. it's just the meaning behind it regardless. He's just, man, he's a good man. He's a good goddamn man. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um, oh, Scott Wilson. Oh, Scott Wilson. It's crazy. He's already been gone for like going on four years. Something like that. Now he's partying with Betty White. Oh, stop. Oh, God. Betty White. Um, my MVPs, plur to the O, are Maggie and Glenn because they are the only ones who can get along and they literally bone. That was a pretty intense sex scene. That was like HBO level. <laughs> That's like that was. Like, I saw bras come off. Yeah, I like, saw like shit. Like I saw silhouettes. I like, saw silhouettes. Damn. I'm pretty sure I saw ass crack. I'm pretty sure I saw something getting put in. Oh, God damn. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But it was like, man, in an episode where nobody can get along except for you know brief moments of you know yeah. These people are getting along so much so that they are boning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I love the joke of like Glenn going, I can't do it right here with all the walkers watching. <laughs> and it's, it's the zoom in of the fence and they're going, <laughs> God, what a fucking way to lose a boner. Yeah. Ugh. Mood killer. I don't even, I, how could you even go on after that? Ugh. Ugh. But that, the, they're my MVPs. Yeah. Maggie and Glenn. But, and because they resolved their thing finally. Yeah. They're stupid, stupid little thing. Yep. She just wanted to be seen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitch. It, it's not like it's the apocalypse or anything. But I see you. You, you want to be seen. <laughs> All right, cool. That doesn't make sense. Um, um, I do remember thinking, oh, oh, the thing. Um, I would have, if I was making this episode in post-production, 
I would have added a baby crying noise after Beth shoots the gun in the in the prison. Yeah. Because yeah. there is no way Judith did not cry. Either way, she's sleeping and that wakes her up or she's awake and a giant fucking gun sound goes off. That baby would be crying. Oh my God. And there was not a single baby crying sound. No, we didn't even see the bitch. We don't have to see her. She could be off in a cell, but she would have cried from hearing a gun blast in that in that prison. Yeah. And there was no baby crying. That didn't make sense to me. Uh, yeah. Unless she was outside, you could argue uh, she was outside. Whatever. But fuck that. Yeah. Like, because I'm assuming she was wherever where Carol was, because we didn't see her at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that didn't make too much sense to me, but um, I just kind of countered it with she could be outside. I guess Anyways. not something that doesn't make sense, but something that makes a lot of sense. And I guess to everybody in the show it doesn't, is Merle's plan. I think that's fucking genius. Literally. Wait, hold on. It, it does make sense to you? It does. But, but to everyone that, else it doesn't make sense. Okay, but that, that's to everyone else. I know, but I'm saying... Like, oh, it doesn't make sense to you that it doesn't make sense to anyone right, else. Right, right. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Right. It doesn't make sense to everybody else, and everybody's like, dude, what, um, you're insane. What does he want to do again? He wants, like, right then and there to pack shit and because they storm know, Woodbury. No, to go where they're meeting right now. Oh, and kill the governor. Yeah, and kill the governor. Oh. All you have is Martinez with the bat and Milton. And Milton. Milton. <laughs> Who's Milton? <laughs> the, as far as we know, like, well, the governor has the one gun under the desk, he or table, whatever. He had whatever was on his belt, but well, it. is that all that's there? I think there's more people there hiding off in the corners. I don't know. I don't know. You would think that the show would make that a little more obvious, but yeah. and if anything, look at all the shit they had, and they had Michonne if she said yes. Who just God damn it. There's so many fucking opportunities. It's like the governor could be standing there, you know, like spread wide open, saying like arms like wide open, saying, come on, hit me. And everybody would just stand there blinking. It's like, God, we did not. A lot of this shit could have been resolved by killing the guy. Yeah. There's so many opportunities to kill the guy. Yeah. And nobody takes them because it's like, uh... Well, I think at this point in the story, they're still trying to hold on to the humanity of themselves, and they're sh- and they're trying to come to you know agreements and peace treaties and all this oh, stuff. Boy. You know, by the time that they get to the point where it's like, all right, we just want to kill this guy, it's already into season four, and 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 you know, yeah, it's too late. It's a little too late. Yeah, but it's just like God, like me, like when I say I agree with Merle, come on, people. People. Yeah. Um. What else? Just kind of looking um, here. Not something that doesn't make sense. I just wanted to bring it up because I had, there's no other point where I could bring it up. Uh-huh. But God, the writing for the governor's character is so phenomenal, I think. Like that, pretty, pretty obvious, but it really shows in this one because... God, no matter how much shit this guy does, like, 
something about him that he just the psychopath that he is just gets me to like trust him like i could trust this guy and then he goes and says like i fully believed him when it's like yeah you just give me my show we all over part our ways why like i don't want anything to do with you i don't give a shit but then like right after he's telling milton like yeah you can slaughter them all i don't give two shits like that's kind of what I want. Kill them all out, and then it'll be like he re- like I've never been so led into a false sense of security. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, and it's like it's just no matter how many times he proves that he's untrustworthy, he somehow you makes know you. But, makes me go. Oh, but you never know. But Rick sees through it. He goes, you know. So like, what if we do give her? Yeah. over and then he still kills us all yeah but that's only a thought it's not like a for sure thing it's just like a maybe yeah but it to you know an outsider it's like it's pretty certain like yeah. it it's just like it's incredible well something that doesn't make sense to me is when um merle tries to leave and glenn stops him from leaving they get yeah. into a little tussle here watch now watch. Sorry for like the stopping and pausing. It looks like Glenn goes on his back down the stairs. He, his goddamn back. Uh, oh my God. Us, uh, man. Let me tell you something. Glenn has to be older than me, first of all, right? He has to be older than me. Uh, probably like 30. Okay. So not much older than you. Anyways, he's a little bit older than me, if not the same age, right? We're we're in close age right now. I get out of bed <laughs> and my back hurts. <laughs> this guy goes down a flight of concrete stairs Ooh. and just like nothing happens. He bones his girlfriend in the next shot. Yeah, right? Like full on bones. Like the amount of back pain that Glenn would be exhibiting <laughs> on the corner of the stairs oh too. Oh my god. Look, I'm going to like I'm not going to have the volume going here. We're just going to rewatch this. This is so painful to me. I can't tell you the amount of excruciating uh, What look. Granted, he's been through Oh, he went right on the edge too. Yeah, and the way he was slammed, even to act that out. Well, I that was think. obviously definitely a stunt double. Right. But I'm saying, like, even to act that out, hypothetically, I'd be like, you know, see you next week. How old is Stephen Young? You looked it up. Yeah, he right now is 38. All right, and this is 2013? So he's 30. So he's 30 here? Yeah. Oh, cool. So he's pretty much a little bit older than me. That's so funny. I got that right. So he would be in so much pain, he would not be boning Maggie. I'm sorry. (laughs) He'd be like, babe, my back hurts. Did you, you did see me go down a flight of stairs, right? <laughs> God, I hate when they don't, like, ah, uh, I hate when they don't do, like, show that. Like, I would show Glenn get up and go, ah. They only show pain <laughs> when it's convenient to yeah, the plot. But good God, he hit a concrete stair. <laughs> I get out of bed, and I feel like I hit a concrete stair. That's a problem. What in God's name? Anyways, that doesn't make sense to me. Anything else? I don't think there is, huh? It's a it's a pretty dry episode in terms of that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. Although maybe you can explain this to me. How did how did this 
How did this meeting even happen? Andrea. Did, 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 did we see that? Yes and no. Or, or was that just something off screen? I think she like made mention of it on screen, but I don't think the planning of it was. Where yeah. she was like, you guys, I think she was just like, you guys, like, you have to talk. Or it was probably like a he should, he say, she say, where it's like, she told Rick he wants to talk. And she went to the governor and said, he wants to talk. Yeah, it's it, it's probably very much an off screen kind of thing that wasn't yeah. shown to us. It's just as it was happening, I recalled going, I don't remember hearing about this meeting in the no, first place. It wasn't scheduled on camera it was just made mention of because okay. i definitely remember her saying like to talk it out like to rick saying like he because even he says you said he wanted to talk i i have a vague memory of that being mentioned okay and finally tell me your fist pump i think it's obvious tell me when Rick enters the barn and out from the darkness pops out the governor. Oh, no, okay. Whew, that's not my fist pump. Good. Great moment, though. Great moment. I think, yeah. they, I think they missed an opportunity here because we're going to play it, right? Because I think it adds to the fact that we weren't, you know, told specifically about the barn, the meeting here, and we don't know that they're here. So it's like, all right, who is who is it? Who's rustling? Oh my god! In that, dun. how eerie! Let's see. Notice how. Notice how they're not in frame together. I, If I was the cinematographer, I the, the very first time we saw them together, they would have been in the exact same shot. They wouldn't have been cut between. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. They really missed an opportunity to have Rick on the left, right? And then mm -hmm. he turns, hears the noise, and then in the exact same shot from the right side, mm -hmm. the, the governor comes in. Yeah. And that's the first time... Rick is seeing him and we're seeing them together in the same exact shot. So you can take a still photo and go to a convention and have it signed. <laughs> Just that reason. Or like, that's how I think it's like, yeah. that would have been so iconic, but no, yeah. it's cut back and forth. And no, I don't, I and I don't even know when they are in the same shot for the first time. Well, there's like his shoulder. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where's the, I always say, where's the framing where I can put a big VS in between Rick versus governor. It's not here. It's, versus. it's just not here. We're still getting in and now it's going to cut to the, the title card. Oh, I agree. See, I think they missed an opportunity, but it is great. It's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And just the way he emerges is like, Oh yeah, it is creepy. great. It is Scary. It's so good. So good. Um, for me though, my fist pump moment is right here. So I met this governor. Sat with him for quite a while. Just the two of you? Should've gone when we had the chance, bro. Yeah, literally. 
wants to prison. He wants us gone. Dead. He wants us dead. For what we did to Woodbury. Here it comes, right here. This is fist bump. We're going to war. That's where you end the fucking episode. We're going to war. Yeah. You you can't top we're going to war. How do you top we're going to war? Yeah, that is a good moment. I love the fact. That's that's chill worthy right there. Yeah. Like that, like anytime in a movie or in a show, anytime someone utters the words, we're going to war, and I actually give a fuck about the characters, I, I always get like, uh. Going to war. Boom, 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 boom. That's like, and, but now look, now we cut to fucking Herschel hobbling out. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Anyways. It was such an epic. Oh, moment. potentially the most epic. You could have, like, potentially the most epic thing of the whole season right there. We're going to war. Yeah. Oh, God. But for real, Merle just said, should have gotten him when you got the chance. And his gun was pointed. Like, it's not like he had to pull it out of his holster, aim it, and then shoot. It already was. All he had to do was pull the trigger. That's all. That's it. Done deal. And what were Martinez and, you know, uh, Milton going to do? It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's so easy uh, as the audience, but in Rick's position, you don't want to be trigger happy. You know what I mean? You don't want to pull the trigger too soon. Uh, you don't know the ramifications. Uh, and we're looking at it as a, as a scripted show. We have to remember, you know, it's uh, Rick is a, 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 a real human being living this moment to moment. It's not a show to him. It's these are real consequences. So that's how it has to thought of um but that's arrow on the doorpost they're going to war these motherfuckers are going to war War. what is it good for absolutely nothing say it again why can't we be friends why can't we uh so that is arrow on the doorpost season three episode 13 uh just want to let you guys know for the finale of this season we have secured once again durant cinema Dave. Love Dave, Dave Arino. That's what I call him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be our finale guy. Yeah. So he was on last season, season two's finale, and he's going to be on this season finale. Welcome to the Tombs is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. He's really excited to come back on, and we're excited to have him back. He's going to be our third guest for season three because that's our thing. Season four, we're going to have four guests. Season five, we're going to have five. Season six, we're going to have seven. What? <laughs> Um, no, but it is exciting. Dave is coming back to the podcast. So look forward to that, guys. Do all the things that you do with a podcast. I don't know what that means, but do everything you do with a podcast. Everything. Whatever you do with podcasts, Just everything. make sure you do it with this one, please. We could really uh, we could really use all the attention because we're attention whores. Yeah. That's what we are. I agree. Um, that I am. So that's that. They're going to war. And you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be bringing Bringing our our own pants. pants. Did you say bring your own pants? No, I said bringing. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to be bringing bringing our our own pants. pants.
Wait, this is the beginning. <laughs> there we go. I'm not wearing pants. You aren't wearing pants. You are. I am wearing pants. They say believe. Yeah, with Bigfoot. 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 Apocalypse. What? Uh, apocalypse, but it's 